Hi everyone, Beth here. If you are struggling to find your homeschool vibe and are looking for ways to get your kids to get their schoolwork done, or ways for you to keep your sanity as a homeschool parent, or how to handle your many responsibilities while still feeling relaxed and loving homeschooling, then my book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe, might be just what you're looking for. In my book, I share how to shift your mindset to help you as the parent stay focused on the point of all of this, which is the love of learning. I also share some tried and true homeschool mom life hacks for every day. You can find the book in the show notes or by searching for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Back to the show. Hi, everyone. Before the episode begins, we just want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Remember, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, which helps the podcast get noticed by more people, which helps more homeschool families. Don't forget to check the show notes for other ways to support the podcast. Let's get the show started. Hi, everyone. Beth here. If you are struggling to find your homeschool vibe and are looking for ways to get your kids to get their schoolwork done or ways for you to keep your sanity as a homeschool parent or how to handle your many responsibilities while still feeling relaxed and loving homeschooling, then my book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe, might be just what you're looking for. In my book, I share how to shift your mindset to help you as the parent stay focused on the point of all of this, which is the love of learning. I also share some tried and true homeschool mom life hacks for every day. You can find the book in the show notes or by searching for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Back to the show. Hi, everyone. Before the episode begins, we just want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Remember, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, which helps the podcast get noticed by more people, which helps more homeschool families. Don't forget to check the show notes for other ways to support the podcast. Let's get the show started. Hello, welcome to Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Beth. Hi, Beth. How are you today? Good. How are you, Emma? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Are you fibbing? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might be fibbing. Um, anything exciting going on your way? Um, well, my book went to number one bestseller in the Christian family section on Amazon for two days. What? So that was really exciting. <laughs> hey, that's exciting. <laughs> Woohoo. It was Two days exciting. is a long time. I kept refreshing it to see if it was real. <laughs> I was like, is that real? <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kinda... What's the name of your book again? Find Your Homeschool Vibe. Yeah. Find Your Homeschool Vibe. That's so <laughs> awesome. I'm excited for you. Like, come on. Who could? What? Seriously. The top, what did you say? Top bestseller? It was the number one bestseller in Christian families category. And then it was like number eight in another, which I can't remember which category. And then like 13 in another. And it was like, um, and it was something in quick family reads or something like that. It is a quick read. What? So, you know, bonus for busy awesome. moms and dads. <laughs> Seriously. Dude, that's so cool. I'm excited thanks. for you. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. And we have had family visiting in town, which has been super exciting and has felt amazing and made our hearts super happy. So that's been fun. But now we're like, oh my gosh, we have to get back to real life. So today we're talking about 
um, homeschooling from the beginning. Like your kids are little and cute and bubbly and you're going to homeschool from day one. So Beth, when did you start homeschooling? Well, my kids were always homeschooled, but I didn't officially accept that I was homeschooling (laughs) until my son was five. I think he was probably five when I was like, oh, we're really going to homeschool. This is what we're doing. Yeah. This went, but really, 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 he was homeschooled since he was tiny because I was always doing educational things with him because it's really fun. Yes. (laughs) It's fun to teach little kids, honestly, in my opinion. Oh my gosh. It so is. I love it. So exciting. It is. And they're like so cute and lovable. And I mean, they're cute and lovable when they're older too, but it's not as fun in some ways. Yeah. Um, But we, we homeschooled from the beginning also. And it's always weird when people ask like, when did you start homeschooling? And your kids like in second grade and you're like, we've been homeschooling forever. And they're like, your kid's only in second grade. Like, but for reals, you're, you're homeschooling like from the beginning, like teaching them all these awesome things and playing so many cool things with them. And it's like, you're homeschooling from the beginning or from birth. I hear lots of homeschoolers say that. I've said it myself many times. We homeschooled since birth. Um, but I mean, officially we started at kindergarten age with my oldest, which was now like 15 years ago. That's a long time. Okay. So in the beginning, it's like super exciting and fun and awesome, but it can also feel kind of scary or overwhelming. Um, and especially because a lot of the times people in your life can be like, um, you know, okay, but when you're going to put, when are you going to put them in real school? Oh, but when are you going to sign them up for school? Oh, okay, you're doing that, but when are they going to go to school? And I see so many questions about people saying, um, you know, what does kindergarten have to look like? What do they have to have? Like feeling like they need this grand plan for kindergarten. So in the beginning, it can feel kind of overwhelming and hard for a lot of people. They want there to be like a lot of structure. They want it to look like public school. Like, is their kid going to sit? sit down at the table from eight o'clock to two 30 or whatever time kids go to public school. I don't really know. Um, how did, how was that for you? Did it feel um, scary, overwhelming? Yeah, it was overwhelming. And I was really worried I was going to fail and that I would ruin my kid's life. And <laughs> I was really worried about it. It was a very big stress. And so I was trying to make it like public school at home and it was really hard. Um, yeah. for my son and for me, it was not fun at first. So, which is really yeah. sad because homeschooling is honestly really fun. Like if you for reals, it's a very fun thing to do. If you yeah. let go of some preconceived ideas about what we think it should look like and instead really yeah. look at how to make this learning thing just be just as fun, you know, kids already naturally love learning. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think too, because education is important to both of us and we want our kids to be successful and to learn and to, you know, be all that they can be. I mean, I'm not going the military slogan, but it's really true. And so like to have, you know, to think like, uh uh-oh, what if we are going to fail our kids and what if they're going to be totally unsuccessful in their lives, whatever that means, because of what we did to them, basically, which I mean, that's all, that's all of parenting. But when you're also taking on their entire educational, you know, career as well, um, at least through high school. Yeah, it can for sure be kind of overwhelming. I see that so often people so worried about 
what they're going to do for kindergarten and having the perfect curriculum and knowing exactly what they're going to do and having their kids scheduled just like public school. And really, it's like kindergarten is so amazingly fun. Like you could learn so much without ever cracking a textbook in kindergarten, like for sure. Um, So I think that that is really what I want people to know is that you really do not have to make it look like public school for kindergarten. Like it can be so fun and hands-on and just enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a lot more fun with my daughter than it was with my son because I have my ideas about it. Not, you know, not his fault, <laughs> my fault all the way. Right. <laughs> so, cause he just naturally loved learning already. And he was already, honestly, when I started the curriculum for him, he, pro- he was already would have been past it. I was just trying to make him do yeah. something to prove he had learned it. And that was really yeah. annoying to him. And he was very much against it. <laughs> he was like, yeah. I don't get what you're doing to me. <laughs> I would be too. Yeah. But I think too, if we think about the, the reasons why we're homeschooling, like, are we homeschooling just to check a box or are we homeschooling for our kids to learn? Like, do we want there to be true education and true learning there? Or are we just, do we just want to say, as long as we check all these boxes, like we've done what we're supposed to do. And I think it's hard to get out of that mindset if you've been in public school yourself or just, you know, like, like we both said, like thinking about failing our kids, it's kind of hard to be like, "Uh oh, how am I going to step outside this box that has been used for hundreds of years now that I don't really need to be in? Right. Yeah. And that so much of the things we think are important are really, they, they might be important in a classroom setting where a teacher needs to be able to monitor a bunch of kids in overcrowded classrooms where they have to check those boxes to make sure everybody hit the same level of different things. But at yes. home, we don't need to do it that way. And so for us to pattern it yeah. after a public school setting is really not necessary. And it creates a lot of stress for the parent teacher and the child like that you don't need to do For sure let's take a quick break friendships can be complicated having an argument with a friend dealing with teasing or feeling left out these are all typical experiences for kids but they can be very painful i'm psychologist and author dr eileen kennedy moore host of the Kids Ask Dr. Friendtastic podcast. Each five-minute episode features a question from a child about friendship, plus a practical and thought-provoking answer. Kids Ask Dr. Friendtastic. Tune in with your child to help them learn to build caring friendships. Let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm On podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday.
So a lot of the things that I did with my kids that I've done all throughout the years, um, and especially in those younger years, is unit studies. And they do, they're so fun, like to just pick topics that are like, okay, here, it's important that we talk about these, that you guys learn about these things. So we're going to, you know, pick this topic and we're going to do it. But it wasn't just like, we're going to do a workbook about presidents. It was like, we're going to do all this cool, amazing stuff about presidents so you can learn about it and remember about it. Um, so I use Homeschool Share, and we'll have a link um, on the podcast page for Homeschool Share, but they're so great. I've used them for well over a decade, and they have free unit studies and free lap books, and you can kind of make your own subjects. They have some that go along with books, but they're so cool. I mean, so cool. And one of the ones, I mean, some of the ones that stick out in my head that were really fun with my kids um, were the presidents, and we did like February presidents um abraham lincoln and george washington we did so many cool things having to do with them you know obviously watching documentaries and reading books about them but then to go along with that we did like the handprint cherry trees we made log cabins out of like the big old pretzel sticks and we acted out stories about them which my kids always have fun acting stuff out um we made the lincoln hats and the washington beards I'm like pointing to my head because obviously you can see me on a podcast that I'm pointing to my head and and my long beard that I have. I see Um, it. So I'm verifying that she did do it. Here's long beard and a hat. Perfect. Okay. Um, We, we talked about, you know, just interesting facts about them, things that were, I thought important for my kids to learn. We found places on the map that were pertinent to them, um, why they were well-known presidents And the only sit down work that we actually did was like a simple cut and paste worksheet or a matchup of pictures and words or word search or whatever, you know, maybe the kids would write a little thing with a writing prompt. If they were at that level for writing, which I had one that was and then one that was not well at that age two that were not. Um, But it was so enjoyable and they learned so much. Sometimes I'll hear them like talk about funny things that we did and I'm like, wow, how do you even remember all that? And it's like, they remember these crazy facts about things because we actually delved so super deep into them. And I think people get so concerned with like, just doing that, you know, sit down some sort of big structured curriculum all day long every day for their kindergartners. And I'm like, oh no, you can make it so fun and not do tons of sit down work all day. And they're still learning and growing and, you know, figuring it all out. And what's also fun is that they don't honestly consider it work because they're having fun. They don't right. even think about it being like, oh, I have to do school or I have to do homework. Yeah. They're, they're just like, yeah, and they're just all into it. And it's really fun. It's really cute. Yeah, totally. And little kids that use totally. big words that you teach them in their vocabulary is really fun too. Yes. <laughs> teach little kids it big is. words. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. Um. I'm trying to think what are some other great um, topics for those ages. I, I mean, people are like, what do you do for science? And what do you do for history and whatever? And some people are like, oh, don't teach your kids science and history at those ages. But I'm like, what? Science and history, the funnest thing ever. Like you can teach yeah. reading and writing and math with science and history. Yeah, absolutely. My kids always love science and history. Those are the fun field trips too. Yes. Um, there are so many fun museums for little kids. They're usually most of the, it seems like most of the museums, many of them have little kid 
areas too that teach yeah. at a little younger level and little play tables and stuff like that with little learning yes. lessons for kids. There are so many fun things like with science and history. That'd be shocking to not be in. I know. It's so much fun. Like, oh my gosh, people. And like community helpers, like at that age, I'm, I was trying to think of like all the field trips we did surrounding community helpers, like fire station and police station and post office and highway patrol and the library and the airport and bakery and it's like we did so many things yeah I can't imagine not teaching those things yeah it's just so much fun yeah we did like we would we had a science experiment book I think we still have it Hmm. somewhere but it's not for sale uh, anywhere anymore (laughs) it's very sad because it's a very silly book but um it has like all these different experiments to do with things you have around the house and it was Mm -hmm. so much fun and we just pick one out and just do that and yeah it was just really fun like and then we could talk about that whatever it was and the kids would pick it out I'd let them like okay go through the book and you look at the pictures and think that looks silly and fun let's try that you know yeah it was really cool yeah, my kids learned so much just by choosing things that we wanted to do, like from a science, like we had some of the, um, I think they're called whiz kids, um, science kits, and we had a bunch of those in different topics, and my kids would love to just go through them and choose, a, you know, something out of their topic, whether it was out of the electricity box or whatever, because there would be a bunch of experiments in each box, um, or we would do like the naked egg experiment, and then we'd you know, do a bunch of experiments on top of that where, okay, now let's add food coloring, whatever. Oh my gosh, my kids would learn so much. And then I'd be like, oh, let's draw it. Let's, you know, what do you think is going to happen next? And then let's see what really happens. And oh my gosh, so fun. It's like, there's so many things that you can do at that age that do not require some expensive, intensive curriculum. Um, yeah. And really, if you pick a few unit studies to do that, like you can work on holidays and community helpers and you know just things that your kids are related to we've done them on outer space and on flowers and on horses and so many things like so many fun things that your kids can really learn a lot and you really do not have to have them sit down all day no you know 20 minutes 30 minutes break it up whatever it's not all day for sure Okay, so what about the things that you did together? I feel like um, when my kids were this age, we did everything together. And I talked a lot. I mean, I still talk a lot. But I talked, you know, basically all day long to them about, oh, okay, well, let's work on this. Oh, why do you think that's happening? Oh, let's do this. Oh, oh, now we're going to do this. And this is why. But it's like, that's all. That's what you're doing all day. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the couch with this big pile of books and we're going to read books for an hour, you know, whatever, not an hour for however long it lasts. But it's like you're reading and you're playing games, like singing songs. Well, so much cool stuff. Even some of the stuff that you don't even consider, I don't consider like normally like part of homeschooling in quotes, but like, oh, we have to go pay the car registration, <laughs> like, uh-huh. um, or we need to go to the bank or we need to do this. And the kids learn from those interactions as well, kind of tagging along. Yes. And we talk about why, why do you have to pay car registration? Because the government requires us right. to pay this tax on our car, you know, and stuff like yeah. that. And so even little things like that in your everyday thing is explaining to kids and teaching them throughout the day with, with your stuff that you're dealing with, like a lot yep. of kids miss out on that because we don't consider that educational 
but right. it's a really big deal in helping them to transition into adulthood. But right, for sure, I totally agree. And then also too, you know, things that we do throughout the day normally, like chores that need mm -hmm. to be done, those for sure count. Not only are they learning about how to help in a family or how to pitch in or whatever, but they're also learning through them. If you're sorting laundry with your little kids and you're like, okay, you know, I've done this so many times, like, okay, now like sort all of the blues and all of the purples. Oh, now we're going to start with like um, anything that's this particular fabric, sort everything that's that fabric. And obviously at the end, we'd resort it into how it needed to be sorted. But so many times that we've sorted it just by different descriptions, like, oh, what are the attributes that this has? Okay, we're going to sort them. Everything that's big like this, everything that's this, whatever. And it's like they're learning so much and and learning how to help with chores and how to pitch in and stuff. Um, and like when you're eating food and you're like, oh, you know, how many grapes are on that plate? Okay, we're going to put the same amount of grapes on that plate. Oh, we're going to cut the pizza in half and now in quarters and now in eighths. That's like there's so much learning to be done in regular mm -hmm. life. Right. Also, I want to add on that as a homeschool parent, yes. teaching your kids chores, mm -hmm. even when you don't want to, because sometimes it's faster to do yep. it yourself. And I hear that a lot. Yep. When you teach them, when, even when you don't want to, it will be such a huge payoff for you later. And you will have so much help later Legit. with kids that know how to do it well and are confident and able to help it yep. and pitch in. Like, so take that time, even when you're exhausted, to teach them how to put away their own laundry, to teach them how to empty the dishwasher, yep. whatever it is put the time in now and it'll be like, you'll be just like sitting back eating grapes while the kids are doing all the work. <laughs> just kidding. That never happens, but you know, it, it really helps it have it having a team, a homeschool team yeah. of running the whole family together is a huge yep. deal. So anyway, take that yeah. extra time. My pro tip for the, yeah, day. no, I, I totally agree. And I mean, I think I've said before on here that, you know, from the time my kids are little, I'm like, Oh, you have to clear your area. Everybody clears up after themselves, after each meal. I'm like, gosh, like I couldn't imagine if after every meal, my kids all just walked away from the table and I was left to clean it all up and do the dishes and clean up and wipe the counters and put away leftovers and whatever. Like we pitch in after our meals, we pitch in during the day, like we pitch in to get everything done. And it just makes us really, it like fosters that sense of family and togetherness and us all, like you said, being on the same team. It's super yeah. important. Like totally it agree. Helps. And besides, we have one person can't be expected to do everything. Right. And you will burn out faster as a homeschool parent if you yeah. don't get them to help you. And if you want yeah. to really do this for the long haul, then you've got to make it easier on you also. And by teaching sure. them those things, it will help you all be better and it'll help them be better adults someday. Absolutely. And, you know, honestly, it's nice, you know, when we've been through times that have been struggles, like if I've been sick or like when my mom died or, you know, when my husband wasn't living with us for nine months because he was still in another state, um, it was so nice to have kids that could cook and clean and do chores and mow the lawn and, you know, fix broken stuff and like so many things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was so grateful for all three of my kids, knowing how to do those things already. And my husband's like, well, obviously, because we taught them all those things. I'm like, I know, but I'm like so grateful that we did and that they have all those skills. And now that I have, you know, an adult and almost a second adult, knowing that they know how to do those things and that they can do the laundry and clean the house and take care of people and do so many things. I'm like, they have such a leg up on so many kids mm -hmm. or teens or young adults or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure.
Um, so one of the other things I wanted to mention is people talk about like, um, you know, homeschooling for preschool and for sure we did homeschool for preschool because we knew we were going to be a homeschooling family. And even though we weren't of school age yet, official school age, um, homeschooling preschool again, does not have to be sitting down with a workbook all day long. Like it does not, it does. And people are like, well, I want to start my routine or whatever. Your routine can be, okay, we all read some books together. Oh, we all pitch in and make breakfast together. And then we all do this. And now we have a time where we all like to, you know, go outside and, you know, play whatever outside. And then we come back in and we have Legos that were, and during snack or whatever, whatever it is, whatever rhythm like works for your family, but it doesn't have to be some strict schedule where you're trying to get your preschooler to sit down all day and do a bunch of work. Like, right. It and if you do it, if you do it, like if you approach things with what Emma was saying earlier, like with how she talked about the laundry, if you're talking about like, like how she was talking about preparing lunch or, or whatever, like, oh, this person get this many blueberries, how many blueberries or whatever. And mm-hmm. you do it, if you really do approach everything as an educational activity, it makes a huge difference. Yep. And it, and it, your kids don't even realize it. And they're having fun and they're learning and their brains are being challenged and growing. And yeah, so just backing up that. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's repetitive, but yeah, totally. Just have that mindset. No, but it's of good. Just, it's important. Yeah. Just keep approaching it that way. And you can take your, t- be more relaxed about book work or that's ch- you don't have to worry about right. checking those boxes because you can have your own you could have you if you wanted you could have your own checklist for yourself did I yeah. teach did I talk about numbers today did I talk about colors did I talk about yeah. shapes um what did we talk about with um yeah. earth science today you know you can have a checklist for you right but the kid doesn't have to have that like if you if that helps yeah. you I didn't do that but you you can totally right. if that helps you yeah. feel like you <laughs> covered all you needed to cover in the day then that's amazing then do that and then share it with yeah. us <laughs> and so we can yes, tell other yes. people if it works well for you because that'd be really helpful we want to help yeah. people so. <laughs> yeah well and even things like you know a lot of times you hear that people can't wait for their kids to go to school because they want to whatever they want to be able to go grocery shopping by themselves or they want to go to doctor's appointments by themselves or they want to whatever it is um <laughs> no but things like growing to the grocery store and I know that it for sure is way easier to go to the grocery store alone and just handle stuff and not teach your kids about all the things that they learn when you go to the grocery store. But honestly, again, now that I have older kids, having put in that time so much when they were little and I'm like, okay, everybody just has to have their hand on the cart and I've got a baby in the sling and whatever. And we're literally standing there comparing prices on, you know, this many ounces of this versus this many ounces of this and why that one would be better or not. And having my kids be able to know and how to pick those things out and how to pick out produce and what's good and what's not. And, you know, just like so many things that they learn while you're at the grocery store. It's not an opportunity I would want to have passed up with my kids because now, literally, my son wanted to pick something out at the grocery store, some protein powder, last week. And he's like, well, this one has these other ingredients. So we were talking about those ingredients. And he's like, yeah, but this one per ounce. And we're literally standing there and I'm thinking, you know, he's 19. We just happened to be at the store together that day, but he goes to the store by himself and is picking things out and he knows how to compare the prices and he knows how to look for ingredients that are good or not good. He knows all those things. And it's so nice to know he's out in the world doing those things on his own and he knows what to do. He's not just like, I'm just going to go pick whatever random thing there is. I'm like, and it's all from the time he was teeny tiny, us comparing those prices, you know, when he was little, like a kindergarten or preschool age. Yeah. Anyway, 
don't know. I just, I, I know people want that time alone, but I also, it's like you're taking away that value too, that you could, you know, be teaching your kids during that time. And I just want to say for the times that you don't have time at the grocery store to do that, where you yeah. don't have time, because there are times when you're in a rush. What I used to do yep. with my kids, I'd make it a game. I just want to share this in case it's helpful. Then you might yeah. be like, do okay, it. guys, we're going to do this. This is going to, we got to get in and out of there in 15 minutes. This is um, a team. Yes. We, we'd be like, we're doing this. Everybody ready. And then we get, I'd get them all amped up and they'd, be, they'd get like high fives after and we'd be like, yeah. And we'd be thinking yes. we'd like accomplish something amazing. And they'd be like, they'd both be willing to ride in the cart, even though they're big. I'd be like, get in the cart. Mm-hmm. So we break the rules. We're like, okay, which way do we go now? And we just made it really exciting because sometimes you don't have time yes on other days yes absolutely go over all those things and teach them how to shop properly and like how to figure out the pricing but on there are days when you need it to be fast and it's okay to be creative (laughs) and make it but yes make it fun (laughs) but some of the things that that I just wanted to mention that you can use and Beth maybe you can help me come up with some of these you know some of us live in states where you count hours you don't I don't, we don't count hours in kindergarten age in my state. Um, but some places you do have to count hours and some places you have to keep a record of what you've worked on or whatever. So I just wanted to like kind of give some reminders of some things that are learning in these ages and what you can, you know, that you can count them as you're learning. Obviously tons of reading, audiobooks, you know, documentaries, singing, um, sorting, wherever, whether that's sorting laundry or sorting blocks or whatever. Um, I'm just going to say the ones I, I thought of Beth and then you tell, and then you like just chime in and say some, I pretend play counting. Like you could be counting all day long, every day. Like you could be like, oh, we're going to count this. Oh, we're going to count the tiles. Oh, we're going to count this. Oh, how many of those are there? Oh, let's jump to the second one, whatever. Um, cooking and baking, grocery shopping, exploring, building, um, jumping or hopping, cutting and pasting, which some kids aren't ready for cutting and pasting, probably for pasting, but not for cutting yet at this age. Just depends on their fine motor skills. Um, writing letters and numbers. If if they're not ready for writing letters and numbers, you, you can do it in shaving cream, pudding, rice, sand, like we've done it. You can make it out of Play-Doh. You can make it out of your body. You could be like, look, I could make a giant C out of my body. And then, you know, your sibling next, you could try to make a B or whatever. Um, talking about everything together, learning to regulate emotions, which is a super important one, which is really awesome when you're right there with your child and you can start to recognize like, oh, this happens to their body when they get hungry or when whatever, and you can help them to start to understand that at a really young age. What else? Let's take a quick break. Blast off with Space Vacation the Musical as the Bloom family from the bright yellow planet takes a wild, weird, and wonderful intergalactic summer vacation. With original songs and stellar comedy, their trip goes delightfully haywire. Fun and adventure for all ages. Space Vacation the Musical on all podcast platforms now. Subscribe today. Thank you. Did a great job covering. I'm not thinking of other things. <laughs> I'm not thinking of, other, you know what I mean? I'm not, like I said yeah. earlier, kind of the stuff I talked about earlier was including like just when you're out and about talking about running the yeah. big errands and stuff, but big errands, I don't know what they're big, but anyway, but yes, I think you covered errands. that. Yeah. 
but just talking like a lot to your kids talking a lot is a big deal (laughs) then your kids start talking a lot and then it never stops yes (laughs) it's true (laughs) (laughs) then you have to learn how to like handle that (laughs) yeah and then you grow up and you're like emma and you just talk all the time (laughs) um Okay, so if you do feel compelled to start a curriculum at this young age, like just go easy on yourself, go easy on your kid. Don't have the expectation that it has to be like school at home. The amount of time that you would need for a kindergartner, kindergarten or preschooler is so minimal compared to, you know, sitting in a classroom for seven hours or however long public school kindergartners go to school. Um, And it really isn't to, you know, the goal isn't to recreate school at home. It's for your kids to learn. So whatever that takes for them to learn, that's all you need. Yeah. And if you're, if your child is a child that likes the little workbook and like the little kindergarten Mm -hmm. preschool workbooks and has fun with that, like, cause some of them are really fun. Like some of them have like fun little challenges and like solving problems and solving little mysteries and stuff like that then let them go for it. But yep. don't worry about it. If they don't enjoy that, there's plenty of other ways to do it. So. Yeah. Okay. So Beth, I'm going to ask you a big question. What if your kid is not ready to read books or to write full sentences in kindergarten? Is that okay? It's completely okay. And it would be oh. weird if, well, not weird. That's not the right word. <laughs> I don't know. It would not be the right expectation. Yeah, I wouldn't, I just don't think it would be the, if you're, you're making an expectation, I don't know that it's the healthiest one. So if they're naturally wanting to do that and into that, that's different. But if you are making it their expectation, I don't think that that's a fair one to have. Is that right? Make sense. Yeah. Well, and like some schools of thought, like Waldorf schools, they don't even start teaching um, reading until around age seven. So thinking about that, thinking about now your five-year-old that can't yet read, you know, a chapter book, like, oh, well, some kids in some schools aren't even taught this until a couple years later. And honestly, Beth and I can both attest to once our kids were ready to read, they read. Yeah. Like, and what, they read at regardless of what age that too. was. Yeah. Yes. I think my daughter was like eight when it finally clicked for her. And, but my son was between five and six is when it really, really snapped, but I didn't push him at all like honestly yeah. he probably would have read earlier if I would have pushed because he actually wanted to yeah. learn how to read um yeah. my daughter just it was not clicking for whatever reason so but every kid's different though yeah yeah and I think that's good to remember too is that even within between our five kids the ages were all different you know for when they were reading and how well they were reading and their fluency and all that and all of it was fine it didn't matter the age yeah. They're now older kids and nobody like looks back and goes, well, I can tell you didn't, you know, you weren't reading at age five. Like, right. no, that's not a thing. Like, the age that you start, that. the age you start walking at or reading at or anything things has nothing yeah. to do with how successful you'll be in life has nothing to do with it. Exactly. At all. And exactly. I think we get as parents, I mean, I'm guilty of, because my, my son was like so bright and he was easy. He learned easily it was really, really fun. And mm-hmm. you start thinking, oh, well, this, this means like, he's going to just go like, do everything. And, make, and you know, he's done really well, but like, I think as parents, yeah. it's so easy to get caught up in like, oh my gosh, my kid's so amazing, you know, <laughs> and they are, yes, we all think our kids are amazing. Yes, <laughs> they are, but it doesn't, 
I just, it doesn't, it's not an indicator of how well they'll do in life necessarily. Hopefully yeah. that made sense and it doesn't sure. sound like I'm saying something unkind. No, <laughs> like, you're not. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. But I, th- I mean, I think that that's super important for people who are just starting out to remember, you don't have to expect your kids to be able to read full-blown books right now. You don't have to, um, I mean, putting in that expectation on them is not the greatest for either of you and it's going to cause a lot of stress um honestly reading at this age if you are sitting down with your kids every day and reading which i hope you are um you know that that is the biggest like way to get your kids to be able to read you know we would sit with our giant piles of book every day and you know it's a nice break for me in the middle of the day to be like okay we're gonna sit down and read some books like i would just go to the couch with a pile of books and my kids would just randomly like magically appear out of nowhere because they're so excited and we would just like snuggle together and like as i was reading i would like pause and talk about you know like oh look at the way this word is spelled it's kind of strange words aren't normally spelled like this but this one is um you know i would talk about how the letters blended together the sounds they made if a word rhymed with another word, you know, we I would stop throughout the stories and just talk about the words and the way that they were put together and the paragraphs and running my fingers under the words, whatever, so the kids could associate the words I was saying with the words they were seeing. And all of that, I think, you know, for my kids was the biggest thing that that helped them to be able to read because they could see like oh here's this crazy looking word that doesn't make any sense according to the rules that my mom talked to me about but i've seen it so many times that i'm going to remember that that's what it looks like you know it's like besides creating this atmosphere where we're just sitting there together and spending our days peacefully and lovingly you know having time to learn together like there's nothing better than that yeah i agree okay so then what about writing well, writing. Hmm. Um. <laughs> what do you think should what What do you think should we expect our kids to write an essay at this young age, or do we no. think their hands might not quite be ready yet? Their hands are not ready yet. Um, and I, I just think that um, and I was very focused on thinking that they need that my son needed to do that because it was in the curriculum, right? It was in the curriculum, so mm-hmm. I thought, oh, and he hated it. He hated it really badly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's necessary. Um, but yeah, I agree, and I know that physically that there's a lot of a lot of kids that are not ready for that. But there are a lot of things that you can do to help them prepare their hands, mm-hmm. just like playing with play doh and clay, and you know, using chopsticks, like funny things that they have to use a pincher grasp grasp for like tweezers to play games you know like oh okay like we're gonna pick up all the blue bugs you know toy bugs that are on the ground or whatever it's like there's so many things that you can do to prepare for writing without expecting your child well you're gonna sit down and write these sentences now and your child is crying and upset and they want to do it and they want to do a good job at it but they're not yet prepared for that often at this age yeah and i think too like to prepare for being a good writer at some point, I think the reading is the biggest thing yes. you can do for that. Them hearing how things are said and sentences are formed is huge. And so just continually reading things that are well-written. Um, <laughs> that's one thing. Yes. There was a book series that was, I don't know if it's still popular. I don't know if I should say it. I don't know. And um, we had listened to the audiobook. Oh, I know what trip. you're going to say. Cause I would say the same thing. I ain't let my kids read that book. There's a couple different ones. There was like, 
um, I don't know, it was June E.B. Jones, I think was one of the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it spells wrong. Every, like the book yeah. is not spelled correctly. Like I'm for an early reader, that makes me insane. I know. Like, and we listened to the audio book. Insane too. And the audio book was super cute. Like listening to the audio book yeah. on a road trip was really fun. And my kids loved the books. So we were like, oh, let's go get them from the library. We got them from the library. I'm like, nope, we're not reading these books. And so, yeah. um, and it's really disappointing if it was written like, you know, when you read like Mark Twain later and things aren't spelled correctly with the way that somebody's pronouncing things, that's different because you're right. older and you know how it's supposed to be written. But when yeah. <laughs> it's for a new reader, so be aware of the reading that you do. Make sure it's it's yes. um, well written. There's there are plenty of amazing, fun books for kids that are engaging that are well written. So yeah, and I think too that I we've talked about this before, like choosing books from various genres. Like oh my gosh, I think it's awesome when we just you know let our kids like just pick whatever random books, but also that we have brought in historical fiction and we're letting them choose some of those. Or they want to, you know, they are very into a particular style of art. And we're like, ooh, let's pick up a book about that artist or whatever. So that they can see, like, all this different, all these different types of, you know, styles of writing and kind of be gaining a rich vocabulary. And also that they're not just reading, you know, plain old kid fiction, silly books, whatever. That they're actually getting a good education and that really they can expand their vocabulary and and honestly like you said that goes on to you know to help them become great writers as well yeah yep okay what else what's our takeaway from today um relax and (laughs) and um just talk to your kids a lot and you can make everything educational. Anything could be turned into an educational experience and little ones really don't need a lot of sit down time. It's really not beneficial. So I agree. Relax. Yeah. Make it fun. Be flexible. Yep. You can do this. If it starts feeling like you're too stressed out and you can't do it, just you shift because you can totally do this. Just change your approach if it starts getting hard. Yep. It's true. And talk to lots of other homeschoolers because like once you start to realize like, oh, I really don't have to, you know, sit down and do this. Or my one friend told me I have to sit down with my kids every single day. So I've been doing it that way. But then when you start to talk to other people and they are like, oh, we don't sit down and do it. We don't plan our whole year in advance and then sit down all day long with our kids. You're like, wait, we don't have to do that. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of freeing. So talking to other people, but just make sure you don't compare your style right. <laughs> to other people. Cause yes. that can get, a, cause I, I was, I'm guilty of thinking I needed to do better when I talked to other people. Cause other people would be yeah. like, well, we did school from eight to 12 today. And then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. and my kids were fine. They were doing it's fantastic true. and brilliant. And so, yeah. So don't compare yourself, just yes. learn from other people and take right. notes and stuff. But <laughs> Yeah. And, and if, if you're thinking, oh no, my kid's going to be behind, remind yourself behind whom, because they don't, they're only working for, you know, with themselves to, to improve. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So next week we are going to the opposite end of the spectrum, which is from talking about starting high or starting school, kindergarten to high school, which yay, Beth and I both have high schoolers and we both graduated high schoolers. So, woohoo. 
Yeah. It's high fun school, in a different I actually, way. Yeah. I've actually was really terrified of high school, um, but I actually love it. It's actually much less scary than I thought it would be. <laughs> yes. So yeah. It'll be good to talk about Same. that. Yeah, totally. Okay. We hope you all have a great week and remember, stop stressing out. This is supposed to be peaceful and enjoyable and just cherish this time when your kids are little. It goes way too fast. Yep. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to say there. Whatever. Thank you so much for listening today. If you find value in our podcast and would like to support the show and help cover our monthly costs, we have several ways to do that. You can become a $3 a month supporter, shop our merchandise store or our show sponsors, and rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for your continued support of our show and for sharing it. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you find value in our podcast and would like to support the show and help cover our monthly costs, we have several ways to do that. You can become a $3 a month supporter, shop our merchandise store or our show sponsors, and rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for your continued support of our show and for sharing it. Yes, thank you.